looking back on my life path journey now, on my quest now, all of the moments that took me to my knees were really initiations to the next level. And so being able to say, I'm stepping into this initiation, I'm not letting this keep me on my knees. Um, every time you do that, as you said, you get stronger and you have a fortitude as a woman navigating your path that is honestly priceless. It's priceless to be able to feel strong, to feel strong and you know, as you get into your forties and fifties and beyond and say, wow, like I've been through a lot of things and I survived. So if another thing comes my way, I'm going to be okay. This is episode number 499 with Emily Pereira, Finding the Gift in Heartbreak. Hi, everybody. I'm Sandy Weiner, and welcome back to Last First Date Radio, where we believe it is never too late to go on your last first date. And I wrote a book I would love for you to check out. It's called Becoming a Woman of Value, How to Thrive in Life and Love. It's filled with 30 chapters with stories and exercises. Every single chapter has an exercise to help you step more fully into your value. And you can find the book on Amazon for Kindle or paperback. This week's tip from the book is step number 29, listen to understand. We often listen to be heard. This is a Stephen Covey thing. And it's amazing how just stopping to really understand the other person before we are trying to be heard is, is, is such a game changer. And especially if you're having a tough conversation, being able to hear the other person out, make sure they say everything they have to say before you speak. I had a client this morning who did this with her husband and she, he, he had never really felt heard about what was going on for him. And instead of reprimanding him about how he made her feel, she listened to him and validated his feelings. And she said within five minutes, he came downstairs, he apologized to the family, he hugged them, he kissed them. He was like, she goes, I've never seen this before. So it's, it really is like magic. So I challenge you this week to just listen to understand with somebody that you really want to hear and be heard. Listen first to understand. And before I bring Emily on, I want to invite you to join our Facebook group. It's called Your Last First Date. And we are a really dynamic group to help you grow and on your journey to your last first date, whether you're in a relationship now or single, uh, if you're a woman over 40, you are invited to join us at Your Last First Date. And now for my guest, Emily Pereira. She's an international retreat leader, a best-selling author of a book called The Quest. And she is a women's coach who specializes in helping women call in epic love. She has reached over 5 million people all across the world with speaking engagements at Wanderlust, Summit Outside, and Spotify, just to name a few. Well, welcome, Emily. Thank you so much, Sandy, for having me. It's an honor. Uh, so great to have you and to listen to you talk about this important topic of heartbreak and how to how to recover and finding the gifts because man when you're going through it it does not feel like there are any gifts there but before we get into talking about heartbreak I would love to know what what inspired you or led you to do the work you do my goodness. Well, it's quite a big story, actually. I ended up writing a 412-page book about it. But the very short version is it started with my own heartbreak. And so 
I was, you know, in my late twenties and I experienced, you know, one of those heartbreaks that just takes you to your knees, the kind where you believe that you have made horrible mistakes and completely ruined your life. And really at that time, I, I felt such a loss because I was putting so much of my value and my identity in this relationship. And I was deriving so much of my value and identity from this relationship. And so when I lost it, it was sort of like, I don't have anything. Who am I? And that sent me on a beautiful inner quest, which, you know, this is back in 2006. So before, you know, inspirational messages on social media and all these things, I started working with a spiritual teacher. People thought I was crazy, um, but I just kept sort of like listening to the call and um, for the next two years, I really lifted myself up through um, a bunch of different powerful healing modalities, really adopting a whole new lens by which to look through um, and see myself and the world. And one of the big things was I started to take radical personal responsibility for my life. I started to instead think, oh, poor me, why are bad things happening to me? And I flipped that and I was like, oh, I'm creating this. I'm creating everything in my life for my personal benefit and evolution. And so my life started to change in all sorts of beautiful and wonderful ways. And I won't get into the whole story, but what that ended up leading me to was epic love. And I learned that really so much when when we we don't have the love that we're looking for on the outside that that really is this incredible opportunity to go inward and search for that love so that is what led me to this place and i'm a believer in love even despite much heartbreak that i've experienced and many of the women that i've experienced that, that i have the honor of working with also come to me after experiencing a chain of heartbreaks and then i see them i get to witness them step into their power and you know step into that self-love that they have for themselves. And then that's when the man shows up. It's not surprising that your own experience led you to this work, because I think that we have choices when we go through a crisis, we can either choose to see ourselves as a victim or use it as a catalyst to uh, like a stepping stone to growth. And that's what you did. And I, I love hearing those stories because they are inspiring. And I think, you know, so many people who are listening who feel hopeless will hopefully get inspired to know that there is a way out and a way up, I would say, into, into your higher self, into higher love and into the next, the next phase, the next step for them. So let's, let's talk about those people who are healing from a broken heart, from a, a breakup. What kind of perspective shift would help them? First of all, I feel you. If you're in that place right now where you feel like you just like can't even get out of bed, where you're in the throes of heartbreak, um, one thing that's helpful to really understand that sometimes isn't so obvious when we're in that place is that when one door closes, it's because another one is ready to open. So, you know, so often we experience something really painful and we think we're failing. We blame ourselves, but really time, really any time that we're in a place of struggle, there's this like invisible portal. I like to say it's like this invisible door that cracks open and it's inviting you inward. It's inviting you to go on this inner quest. And the quest really how I define it is this 
epic inner journey to find the jewel inside, which is the essential self, the spiritual self, the self that knows exactly who you are, why you're here, and the steps to take to move you forward so you can have that epic life and that epic love that really is waiting for you. So, you know, Sandy, you referenced just for a moment, those gifts, right? And if you can, in this moment, just ask, you know, get into a meditative place and just ask your higher self, like, is there a gift that I have not yet seen in this situation? And it might be something really small and maybe you'll start to see more gifts as time goes on, but when we're, when we're able to tune into the gift, what that allows us to do is vibrate in a place of gratitude rather than that victim vibration that we just talked about. And so gratitude is really the fundamental building block for all abundance and manifestation. And that can really help move you forward to that next beautiful alignment that really is waiting for you. So gratitude instead of that victim state, like really looking and searching for what's good instead of what was me? This is terrible. <laughs> yeah. So we have something in our brains. It's called the reticular activating system, and it's going to amplify whatever gets attention. So if we're folk, if we're in that place, which sometimes we get into, it's like a fog that's like around our heads. It's like, oh gosh, I shouldn't have said this. I shouldn't have done that. Or, you know, he's such a jerk or, you know, just kind of on repeat about all the bad things and all the problems. I mean, for me, when I went through my epic heartbreak. It was like, I had to move out of the beachfront house. I lost all the friends. Like it was like a wildfire went through my entire life and to, to loop on those things and to focus on those things. I'm not saying those things didn't happen. They happened and they were real, but we have a choice in any moment. Okay. Am I going to focus there or am I going to, you know, direct my focus over here to what is working, to what is good. And by doing that, we actually prime our reticular activating system to start looking for more of what is working and what is good in our lives. And so this is a practice that I encourage, you know, all of the women that I work with, I use it myself. You know, it's like brush our teeth. We don't just do it once and we're good. We got to keep doing it again and again. And when we continue to look for what is working and what we have gratitude for, you're going to find that there's a lot more things in your life that you do have gratitude for and that are working. I used to think that I, I would look for the gift in suffering because I had so much suffering in my childhood and I never expected things to go perfectly well. And I think some people who really never had that, you know, and when they weren't challenged and didn't have that kind of suffering, they just are shocked the first time something happens. And I think that I'm not wishing people to have suffering to draw from, but, but we do learn the most from our most challenging times and I've dealt with also a lot of clients who are enablers, who have enabled their children, their siblings, their parents, and then they wonder why these people have no gratitude for them. And I'm saying to them, you have to, it's, it's a dynamic, you know, that we create that when we do too much for people and don't let them fall, don't let them feel what it is to, to pick themselves up because that is how self-worth is formed. It's by knowing, hey, I did this and I can do the next thing and I can do the next thing. Looking back on my life path journey now, on my quest now, all of the moments that took me to my knees were really initiations 
to the next level. And so being able to say, I'm stepping into this initiation. I'm not letting this keep me on my knees. Um, every time you do that, as you said, you get stronger and you have a fortitude as a woman navigating your path that is honestly priceless. It's priceless to be able to feel strong, to feel strong. And, you know, as you get into your forties and fifties and beyond and say, wow, like I've been through a lot of things and I survived. So if another thing comes my way, I'm going to be okay. It's what builds character. I mean, when I meet people, I want to know what crisis have they survived and how have they dealt with crisis? Because that tells a lot about who we become. And, you know, without, without those challenges, our personality isn't really refined. The people, the character that who we are, it gets like a diamond. It gets shinier and more beautiful as we go through. I have full chills with you saying that. <laughs> this is exactly it. It is you become like a diamond and you get so much compassion too for other people on their journeys. Let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Amazon Music Unlimited. You can listen to over 70 million songs and thousands of playlists and stations. Plus, you can now stream your favorite podcasts like Last First Date Radio. You can listen to any song, anytime, anywhere, on any of your devices. Get Amazon Music Unlimited for free for 30 days. Just head on over to getamazonmusic.com forward slash last first date to learn more and claim this offer. So let's talk about infidelity, because that often is the reason that relationships end. And people often get very stuck in feeling like they were not good enough, you know, that their self-worth is really at risk. And so what advice do you have for people who let their self-worth take a big toll through infidelity that led to a breakup? Yes. Well, that was how my relationship broke up. <laughs> um, and I think it's really important to understand, again, just going back to that thing about alignment. Everything is about alignment, right? So if the alignment shifts energetically, then there's going to be a break. And while that can be excruciatingly painful, it really is because there is a better alignment for you. So the physical planes like constantly rearranging the tectonic plates to match our vibrational frequency. So, you know, like I said, if one door closes, it's because another one is ready to open for you. And when it comes to cheating, you know, understand that cheating isn't so much the problem as it is a symptom, right? Of a problem in the relationship. And there's, you know, different reasons why people cheat, but it's important to understand that it's about the cheater. Okay, it's not about the person that's been cheated on. So when I was cheated on in my 20s, you know, I was so mad and I was so resentful and I was really so hard on myself. You know, I was blaming myself that I was somebody that he wanted to cheat on, you know, in my very narrow perspective at that time in my life. So in reality, the alignment had changed and our relationship was already broken. And he was really too much of a coward to break up with me as some men are. And so he had to create a situation where I would break up with him. So with serial cheaters, they are lacking the inner resources to self-validate. So even if they do really deeply care about you, they have this insatiable hunger for these hits of validation. And one person cannot satisfy all of those hits of validation. So 
you know, when a woman starts to berate herself or a toll happens to the self-worth, it's really when that individual's value system is external. So, and we see this amplified in our culture, right? On social media, like likes are these external hits of validation and they, they're legit. It reaches the dopamine centers in our brain. You know, we've been taught to outsource our value. We've been taught that our self-worth is external, right? It starts from a very young age with grades. And then, you know, maybe what university you go to, what clothes you're wearing, what career you have. And really because we've been parented by the patriarchy, we start to learn that a man is the source of our value right? The man is going to take care of you. The relationship is going to give you value and keep you safe. And that becomes the number one priority. So we define the self through this relationship. And so of course it's going to be brutal, you know, when a breakup comes along because we are feeling like we are losing the self. So if the breakup is hitting your sense of self-worth, then that's really an opportunity to, you know, go inward because there's some self-love that really needs some tending to, right? So rather really than like detach from the break, the breakup from self-worth, really allow, you know, the feminine is all about allowing, allow that breakup to show you where your self-worth is low. And then you can turn that into this really great gift because you can begin to start to build yourself up. So this is, you know, I have this 10 week program called the quest for love Academy, really where a select group of women meet each other. And we do these beautiful embodiment practices, which really allows them to experience an intimacy that they've never felt before and really moves them into that vibrational frequency to attract the kind of love that does last a lifetime, that grows with you. And really how that happens is by growing your self-worth. I know you're big, all about the high value woman, Sandy, and this is really what it's all about. Once we start to grow that value for ourselves, even if we do attract a man who cheats, there's a much different reaction when that happens because instead of being like, oh my gosh, like I'm the one who should have been better. I should improve myself. You actually just feel kind of turned off. You're like, no, like I'm not into that, like next. So you can just go on your way if you're not seeing what, what is here for you. So again, really just turning back to the gift. I think the theme of this conversation is the gift is understanding that even if somebody cheats on you, there is a gift there. And that gift is, oh, this is an opportunity for me to really connect in with a power source that I have yet to be connected with. It's just such a perspective shift for so many people to hear this. I'm sure it's like, wow, I never saw it that way. If I can learn from this and apply what I learned, then... I'll, I'll know different things the next time I get into a relationship. And one of the things that you just said, which I also want to highlight is that your attraction changes for people when you do this work. And I think a lot of people are stuck in this, like, you know, I'm always going to be attracted to people who are unavailable and who are narcissistic or whatever your pattern is. And the more you heal internally, the less you're going to get into relationships with people like this. They will turn you off. You'll see qualities in them that do not 
do not mesh with you and you'll be able to notice it right away. The way that what I've really experienced in my own life and the women that I work with is spirit is always on our side. Okay. Spirit's always trying to help you. So if there's a part that is unhealed within the self, it's like spirits like, Oh, I'm going to pass her this person to help her. It's almost like those tennis ball machines, you know, that are like flying the tennis balls over the net. So each you keep getting tennis balls, but then it's like, okay, once you hit a tennis ball back, for instance, like you, you, you create the relationship, let's say you create the relationship with the serial cheater and you leave that relationship and you're like, oh, this isn't actually about me. And actually that really turns me off. Guess what? You're not getting a tennis ball serial cheater, cheater again. You already moved through that. It's like you go to the next level of your own personal development video game. I love analogies because people can really picture that. So, so we have a lot of people who are afraid to get hurt. And I see it in my, um, recently in my Facebook group, I posted, what's the number one thing you learned from the last relationship that didn't work out? And for a lot of people, it was, you know, I don't want to ever do this again. I don't want to get hurt. Uh, but they did, they did learn very important things, but uh, that biggest fear is I'm going to miss the signs. I'm going to get hurt again. So I would love to hear your advice for people who are afraid to get hurt. Yes. Oh my gosh. You're right. It is very, very common. And really, I think the most important thing is to, you know, when you're going through that breakup to move through the breakup with a mirror rather than a window, meaning it's an opportunity to look at the self rather than focusing on him, right? Because oftentimes when someone breaks our heart, we're just on like loop. We're just on a loop obsessing about that person. And so if you can move through that breakup with a mirror rather than a window, you're not going to experience that level of hurt that you experienced that first time. And I can speak to that from experience because after that epic hurt that I had, that epic breakup. I went on to create a relationship where I got married and he turned out to be a cheater too. And with that cheater, I did not hit the ground the same way that I did with that first one, because I had been doing that deep inner work for many years at that time. And so just as I was speaking about, I had that experience when that happened, it, it was a shock and it was a blow and my whole world sort of like crumbled to the ground. But at the same time, I was like, I'm good with me. And I, I, I love myself and I love my, my life. And, you know, at that point I'd really done a lot of cultivating of things that were really dear to me that I could lean on within the self. And so you're not going to have that same experience. Again, you learn to start to trust yourself and that everything is working out for you, even if someone quote unquote hurts you. And you sort of start to learn that nobody else can really hurt you when you have that connection with your essential self inside. So somebody can disrespect you and you cannot appreciate it, but you are like, you have the inner sanctuary that you are living in. So, you know, many times when women come to me looking for love, she is also, you know, they're also in places where they have just experienced hurt or heartbreak. And really what they discover is that the hurt is not this wall, but it's a portal. It's a portal to this new horizon that really is limitless in possibility, you know, that's full of gifts and really among them, epic soulmate love. So for people who are going, uh, yeah, I don't believe you. 
<laughs> what would you say to them? Because, you know, these are kind of big concepts, you know, go back to your self-worth and your inner sanctuary. If you could give us some like practical ways to do it, maybe that would help the people who are still skeptical about this all happening. Yeah, well, you know, at this moment, you know, if you're in this place where you're really like sort of frozen in fear, that's an amazing moment to connect with a guide, right? Someone like you, Sandy, someone like me, somebody that has walked this path and has some, and kind of have somebody to hold your hand through this process. So for me, um, you know, one of the biggest things that helped me you know, move out of that past place and into a more present time place was really starting to connect in with the things that light me up inside. And so if you are, and this is what I say to like women that come to me, whether they've been hurt or whether they just feel like in general, love is just sort of like always out of their grasp is really understanding that if you're not getting the love that you are wanting on the external plane, that is the time to go inward. And the first thing we want to do is start to look at what are the things that light you up inside? How can we turn your light on again? Okay. And so what are your passions? Now, when I started in this work, <laughs> my passions list was very, very, very short. And many of the women that come to me also are like passions, you know, scratching their heads. And here's the thing about passions. They are no accident. They are there for a very important purpose. And your passions are like the compass that leads you to your purpose. Now, a woman that is living from a place where she is rooted in her passion and in her purpose, not only is that super sexy to begin with, but it creates a little something called sovereignty. And sovereignty is this feeling that you really enjoy your own company, that you really, you know, like hanging out with yourself. And so you're able to hold that desire for love, for soulmate love that you want, but you're not coming at it from a place of neediness or scarcity. And so what that allows you to do is hold that desire that you want. And, but it's a different energetic vibration because oftentimes when we have desire, we think there's a neediness attached to that. And neediness is not a magnet for abundance, which love is abundant. And so getting into that place where you are actively engaging in your passions, your passions connect you to who you are and why you're here. They have a lot to do with building up your self-worth. And so if you're in that place right now where you're like, okay, that sounds good, but how do I, you know, I don't really know what I'm that passionate about. I don't know what I'm that excited about. The key here is to really give yourself permission. So what I have, exp have experienced and what I've seen is, as women, we are so damn capable, but most of us are riding through life with both feet on the brakes. From a very young age, we are validated for things that we're good at, and we kind of stay in a lane. We're like, I'm just going to keep doing this thing I'm good at. And what it does is we have lives that may look good from the outside, but they feel really narrow, and we end up with an, in a lot of fear. We're in fear about everything, and one of those things is fear of getting hurt. 
But when you have a life that's full of passions that you can really lean on, that you have a way, your passions are going to inner resource you. Every time you're feeling shaky, anytime you're feeling insecure, if you connect in with a passion, then it lights you up from the inside and you're like, I'm good. I'm safe. I don't need things outside of myself to make me okay. And what that does is that allows you to begin again. And it also changes your reality. It changes your vision. Things don't look the same as they did before. Things start to change and you get a lot more confident about yourself and the path that you're walking. Being able to really connect to what makes you come alive is huge. I think a lot of people have no idea, like you said, where to even begin with that. And most people don't think they're unique. Most people don't think they have anything to offer. I mean, I've talked to so many women who read online profiles and they say, I'm not that interesting. I don't jump out of planes and, you know, do bungee jumping. And, and it's like, that is not, that's not what makes you interesting. I mean, it is an interesting thing, but what makes you interesting is that you're connected to yourself is that you are living this, this full life that is coming from a place of abundance and, and gratitude and, and um, just a, a beautiful sense of connection to self. And you're not walking around reactive and ready to jump on somebody and, and be defensive and criticize them, and which is where people are coming from when they're living from that smaller place. And like last night, I was, I was talking to a guy who I met on a dating app. And the first, one of the first things he said was, I asked him what he liked about his work and he said, money. <laughs> so it was just like, I don't think we connect here. And then I was, but I got curious. <laughs> I'm like, well, what, what are you using money for? Like, what do, what do you want money for? And he goes, what does anybody want money for? I said, well, everybody has different priorities. I'm curious what yours are. And he just, everything was just coming from this place of, of scarcity and materialism and very small. Narrow. Yes, yeah. very narrow. And yeah. so when you know yourself though, you know, like, I'm not going to connect with this person. We have different values, period. Okay, got to go. Bye. Nice to meet you. And that's so important to know your values, but that's why it's very important. A lot of times women come to me and they're like, it's not working. They're not meeting the guy. They haven't even met themselves. Exactly. How is the man supposed to fall deeply in love with you if you don't even know you? you I know? love that. So, yeah. And so it really, that's what the quest is all about. It's really, it's this really epic inner journey to find the jewel inside. And when you find the jewel inside, when you are lit up by your own light and your own creations, it is like humanly, physically, cosmically impossible for other people to be drawn to that light. And these creations, they do not need to be jumping out of a plane or, you know, these things. It could be collecting seashells. It could be writing poetry. It can be the smallest thing. What makes you interesting is you being interested in what lights you up inside. And so it really, it's, we're, we're, we're trying to, society has conditioned us to look outward. Oh, he's out there. And really it's so much about just coming inward. And when you kind of get like excited about you, trust me, they'll be coming out of the woodwork. You're going to be like, I don't even know what, you know, people are like, people are stopping me on this. The women that I work with, they're like, guys, you're stopping me on the street. You know? So it's just really exciting to see it happen again and again. And again. 
Yeah, it's it it really you start to glow. Like I've seen people just light up and they're like, I'll have whatever you're having. <laughs> Thank you. Well, this is I, mean, I met my I met my life partner. So I live in Costa Rica and um, I brought myself here in Costa Rica. I, I was leading retreats. I lead retreats for women and I was on retreat on the last day sitting on my surfboard. And I just was like, I am never happier than I am when I'm in Costa Rica. And I just kind of whispered to the wind. I was like, I don't know how and I don't know when, but I'm going to live here someday. Fast forward three months later, right before my 38th birthday, um, I was single post-divorce and I just got this intuitive hit. It was like, go to Santa Teresa, go by yourself, go there to write, go there to surf, two of my biggest passions. And I came, I took myself on this solo journey. I was scared. Yes. But I knew that this is what I needed to do. And I came and I just all these things came into alignment. I met so many cool people and just had like really beautiful experiences. And one day I was just standing on the path on my way to go surfing. And this very charming French man walked past me and asked me, how does it look about the waves? And it was like a little bit big and I was a little scared and I was like, it's a little windy. And he's like, I think it will be good. And something about the way he said that made me feel like he was kind of encouraging me to come. And so I kind of trailed behind him and a sunset surf led to an invitation to go out on a dinner date, which led to an invitation to extend my ticket. And we took a surf trip all around the country, which led to an invitation to come back into life in the jungle. And that was six years ago. We have two children. We have 200 acres of Costa Rican jungle where we're building a beautiful retreat and wellness center and a community. And so much can change when you really take that chance, when you listen to your intuition, when you when you put yourself first, really, like it's, it seems ironic, but really the path to calling in soulmate love is really about priority, making yourself your number one priority. That's beautiful. Totally agree with you. And it feels selfish to so many people to hear that, you know, like, how could I do that? Because we were not trained to put ourselves first and it is far from selfish any person that I have ever worked with who has been taking care of the world and leaving herself off the list of, you know, of self-care, she has suffered and it shows, you know, and when you start to prioritize yourself, it, it, it is reflected in every single person you care for. I see it with my you daughter. Have the bandwidth to actually, you have the bandwidth to give. Exactly. You know, to really give from a, from a heart centered place where your cup is overflowing rather than a place from being depleted where you end up really resentful and, and oftentimes ill, physically ill. Yeah, no, it totally. I mean, my daughter has three small children and anytime she takes care of herself, she says, I had a great day. I got good sleep and I ate well and I did all these things and I was prepared and my kids didn't drive me crazy. And I was like, oh, that's shocking. <laughs> I, I didn't realize those things when I was raising young children, when I wasn't taking care of myself enough. And so being able to see it in my children is such a wonderful thing and seeing it in clients and, and same for you. It's like, I can see your glow and I can see your joy. And I, I really appreciate this conversation because people need to hear it. They need to know what's possible. And there are so many gifts in the most difficult times. It is happening for you. And I would love to hear about another gift, which is a free gift that you have for our audience. Can you tell us what that is? 
Yes, absolutely. So I have my goddess cleanse um, that I am gifting to your audience. And really, you know, when it comes to calling in truly aligned soulmate love, three systems really need to be aligned and attuned. And so that's the mind, the body, and the spirit. So by working this, this cleanse, by working with the moon cycles, this is going to soothe your nervous system, clear internal blocks, and elevate your vibrational frequency. So just so you know, like, when you hear the word cleanse, sometimes that sounds like deprivation, but this does not deprive you of anything. I'm not into deprivation at all. This is a delicious regimen that's going to balance your appetite and it's super easy to follow. And it's going to really accelerate your quest for love because it's going to draw out your natural beauty and your innate power to shine. Thank you for that gift. And what is the best way for people to find you? You can find me on Instagram at Emily underscore begins and my website. I'm sure it's probably in the show notes, but it's emilyperera.com. Thank you so much for coming on the show today, for sharing these beautiful gifts and inspiring our audience to find their own gifts and search for self-validation instead of external validation, because it's not where it all happens, you know, on Instagram, getting likes. It's, it's really, it's an inside job. And when you do shift internally, so many amazing things are drawn to you. Thank you, Sandy. It's so fun to drop in with you today and have this chat. And thanks everybody for listening. If you love our show, please do us a favor and rate and review. Give us a five-star review. Tell your friends because it all helps to uh, spread the word and get more people to uh, go on their last first date. If you are ready to get unstuck, gain new tools, become more empowered, and finally find your last first date, I'd love to talk to you. Fill out an application to be considered for a complimentary half-hour love breakthrough session at lastfirstdate.com forward slash application. That's lastfirstdate.com forward slash application application. I look forward to talking to you soon.